You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Cleary. Look at me. This plane is going to Jamaica. Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to the happy hour here on 93.7 The Ticket. I would like to shout out an anonymous texter, 1522 of the last four digits. I would also like to say hi. That is all they said. It's them. Hi. They're the problem. It's them. I will send it back. Hi. Hello. How are you? I hope you're having a wonderful day. Um, Mass texter asked um, bets when I was talking about that... uh, Really good class of, of Nebraska players that Nebraska got. I was talking about the 2019 class, not the 2018 class. Uh, and Betts was in the 2020 class, you know, just throwing numbers out there. That 2019 class uh, was supposed to be amazing. If anybody remembers that 2018 class, number 18 in the country. Wondell Robinson, the headliner of that class, you know. He was pretty good. He was he was okay. Nick Henrich, the highest rated player out of Nebraska in that class, number one forty seven, uh, inside linebacker out of Burke High School. Uh his teammate we're gonna keep scrolling down. His teammate Chris Hickman, a pretty highly rated tight end, number four thirty eight in the country. And then uh just keeping all the guys in the state, Garrett Nelson also part of that class, Garrett Snodgrass and Ethan Piper all part of that class from the state of Nebraska, that 2019 class where we all were extremely excited when they kept the, I think that was the top five players in the state, or at least the top four for sure in the state of Nebraska um, to, to go join the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And yeah, that was a, that was a good class. That was a good class. That's weird that Garrett Snodgrass is in the same class as Wandale and Garrett Nelson because he's like a junior, and I still kind of think of him as like a – yeah, I mean, he's kind of up-and-comer. I'm just like, we'll oh, see. yeah, he's young. Yeah, he's young. He's an up-and-comer. Well, there's another happen. Snodgrass, right? Yeah. Are there two Snodgrass? I think there's two – Well, his dad was the coach. Is yeah. there another Snodgrass? I think that he has been on – There's the... another player from York. <laughs> so I think he's been on the team so long that you think there are two Simon Snodgrass. Odie was from York. Yeah. Was it Odie or Ott? That was Odie. Drew Ott, you're right. It was Drew Ott, and I know some of my good friends are the Otties, spelled the exact same way. That's... I, Drew Ott doesn't have the E on the end, though. Yeah, so. no, that's too much. I remember Drew Ott went to Iowa, and that was a Drew big Ott. deal. Oh, he was a really good deal. That, that was a massive deal yeah. for everybody. People uh, were upset about yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, well, it happens. As well they should have been. Uh, the breaking news of the day, which we have talked about for quite some time, Daniel Kalen, the six foot two, 198 pro-style quarterback out of Bellevue West, decommits from the University of Missouri and is now a what is the word a free agent on the recruiting market once again. He's just a recruit again. Just a free agent on the recruiting market. I like saying that. <laughs> He's not that a free better. agent. <laughs> He's a free agent on the recruiting Although market. Although with NIL these days, I suppose <laughs> maybe he is. Just a regular old recruit. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Here's a trivia question for you. In that uh, 2019 class you're talking about? Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at it right now, so go ahead. Who were the numbers? Let's see if I can scroll here. Number six and seven players in the state of Nebraska. 2019. So the top five you already had were Henrich, Hickman, Snodgrass, Nelson, and Piper. Uh huh. You got six and seven. One of them you should know. One of them I'd be 
very impressed if you got it. Where did they go? Um, or is that going to give it away? It'll give one of them away. The one that you don't know um, went to Texas State to play quarterback. Yeah, I'm not going to get that. Cedric one. Case. Yeah, I'm not going to get that. Okay, number seven then. This is the one you should know. Is it? Is that too early or too? Is that Noah? It is not Noah. Is Noah played in 2019? You're right. Yeah, I don't know who it is. Nuri. Nuri. Yeah. Oh yeah. Went to Colorado State. Yep. I had it. So I had a high school show uh, on this station at that time, and I remember talking about Nuri. Obviously, this is before I met him. Before I knew him. And I was saying that I thought that he was really good and Nebraska should at least offer him a walk-on spot. And they didn't. And he went to Colorado State, and I was like, that's a miss. And, uh, and then he came back, so yeah. everybody, so it all worked out. Did he go – was Steve Adazio there when he was – did he commit to Adazio? Uh, Ooh, good question. I don't know. Yeah. I know that he started as a freshman. Yeah, not yeah. Right, not right away, but he ended up being a starter. Yeah. And that's why he's able to, I mean, transfer here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Steve Adazio was, his last year at Boston College was 2019. So Nuri would have okay. played for him for a year or two. Okay. For those two years, yeah. I guess. I was trying to think. Colorado State's had some interesting coaches <laughs> over the years. Some fun coaches. We'll yeah. just say that. Yeah. <laughs> I like Steve Adazio. Now we're going down not, this not rabbit a, hole. Are we going down the rabbit we're hole? We're going down this <laughs> rabbit hole. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. So, here we go. Down the rabbit hole. Also, update on Nebraska Bay. Oh. Yeah, don't yeah, bad time bad. to update it, but I'm going to update it anyway because I said I would. Update on Nebraska baseball. They were leading 3 to nothing against Purdue. We are now in the bottom of the sixth, and they are down 7-3. to three. Purdue has a man on third with two outs, and Should they be out of the inning? it up, yes. and now they're out of the inning. So Nebraska gets out of the inning, but are down 7-3 to three going into the top of the seventh. This game... Although Nebraska's already in the Big Ten tournament that will be in Omaha starting next week, winning these games, sweeping Purdue, would go a long way in helping them get a better seed, I it believe. Because yeah. right now they are fifth, fourth? Yes. Around that area in seeding. Um, so if they were able to sweep Purdue or just win two out of three at least, uh, that would go a long way uh, in, in keeping them in a better spot in the Big Ten tournament. And just winning these games would help them not drop in RPI, although winning in the probably, RPI doesn't matter. probably would it, drop them. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah, RPI doesn't no. matter. They have to win no. the Big Ten tournament yeah. to make yeah. it in the NCAA yeah. tournament. That's just kind of a thing that has to happen. Mm-hmm. Win the Big Ten tournament, make the NCAA tournament. If you don't win, you're probably not in. That's 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 exactly how it's That's going. exactly yeah. what's going to happen with Nebraska. A team that is in the NCAA tournament, Nebraska softball. Mm. Begins play today at 6 p.m. down in Stillwater. They take on the Wichita State Shockers, uh, who are number 20. or t- They're in the top 25 in the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nebraska did play them twice this season at the Shocker Classic uh, earlier this season. And uh, they lost both of those games. One of them they got run ruled. The other one they lost by two runs. Um, that is the same with the host school host university of Oklahoma state. They played them twice this year, got run ruled down in Florida. Uh, and then in Arizona, I believe they lost by two runs. I believe it was three to one, uh, that they lost to the cowgirls. So Nebraska down in a tough regional. Also UMBC is there. 
Um, Nebraska. God gets, bless UMBC. <laughs> Nebraska. Gets that Virginia the team first. needed to be sat down on its butt. Yeah. Hated that group. <laughs> the the Nebraska softball team gets the Shockers first, and then the winner or loser, depending on if they win or lose, of Oklahoma State and UMBC. Uh, that regional goes on from starting today. Uh, should end around Sunday, and uh, should end Sunday, and uh, we'll see if they make it to a super regional where more than likely Arkansas will be awaiting the winner of this regional. As they go down to, the case. Yeah, whether they go down <laughs> to Stillwater or or they have to go up to uh, to Arkansas, we'll, we'll see what happens. Seems to be a theme among like baseball, softball, postseason. Is that Arkansas and Oklahoma State will be in there somehow. They'll be there. Remember <laughs> that time Nebraska baseball won the Big Ten and still got shipped off to the number one overall seed? Uh, yeah. And, do. and that, that almost a, won and the game. And, and almost did it. <laughs> a great game. And almost did it. Well, I, I mean, honeymoon for that. I mean, last year, Nebraska softball won the Big Ten and got shipped off to Stillwater. You were mm-hmm. on your honeymoon mm-hmm. in Little Rock? No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> I was just beach, checking but what's the you were on honeymoon, you know, honeymoon in Little Rock? <laughs> I was say, that's a uh, – you really Do people not honeymoon in Little Rock? Is yeah, that, I, don't, I, I don't think I so. I didn't put a Little Rock on her finger, so we were going to have a better <laughs> – ah, <laughs> I see what you did there. Nice. Uh, but, yeah, both baseball teams, when they win the Big Ten, just get shipped off to uh, very hard regions. As Nebraska was down in Stillwater last year, didn't make it out of the region, but Oklahoma State did make it all the way to the Women's College World Series. Yeah. With one of their pitchers throwing, I don't know, probably every pitch for <laughs> that team. Just striking out everybody. She was a strikeout machine. It was crazy to watch. Um, but, again, Nebraska plays Wichita State. Nebraska softball plays Wichita State today at 6. I believe that one's on ESPNU, so you can watch that um, if you're not down in Stillwater. I mean, if you're not down there now, I don't probably think too late. I don't think you're going to get there in time for the game. Yeah, we'll see what happens though. Um, but going on from that, we'll get a little, hit a little bit on the NBA as the conference finals continue. The Denver Nuggets take a commanding—I don't know about commanding—but take a 2-0 lead over the Los Angeles Lakers as the series shifts to Los Angeles for games three and four, gentlemen. What did you think of Jamal Murray's explosive performance in the fourth quarter of that game? Just insane. That, that, that was Bubble Murray back again. The fourth quarter scoring for the Nuggets was like six points from Michael Porter Jr., and the rest was Jamal Murray. But timely ones from Porter, too. I yes. mean, they, they, did, they did count. Um, and, you know, I said this before, and I'll continue to say with Jamal Murray, he might not be a top 25 player, but he's a top 25 guy with the ball in his hands with, two minutes left or, you know, when you need a shot, mm-hmm. uh, he showed that last night. And, and again, it was, it's fun because he was, it wasn't just, you know, passing the ball around and they give him, I mean, he, these were like ISO or, or switch off threes. He was just kind of taking LeBron one-on-one hit two of them in his face. Uh, uh, you know, kind of lulled AD to sleep, step back, take a three. Uh, it, it, I mean, that was that was fun stuff. And you know, he, he's one of those guys. You know, he can shoot. You know, it, it's it it you know, he can go three of nineteen. You know? He can but, shoot you into a game or shoot you out right, of a game. Yeah, yeah. And and Denver is, seriously is going to need him. But I thought it was interesting too because throughout the uh, middle part of that fourth quarter, they were playing with, without Jokic even on the floor. Um, which is which is interesting. So, um, the Lakers are in trouble. Um. I, I mean, I think they've done a good job, I remember, of just kind of changing the narrative this season to where they 
probably shouldn't, you know, barely were going to make the playoffs to begin with. Uh, and then, of course, traded for all those good pieces. But, you know, with Lakers mania, whenever the Lakers do anything or when LeBron gets going, people start to put them on a pedestal. And I'm not saying now, I mean, this game, this series isn't over. I'm just saying this isn't like this isn't like one of the better Lakers teams you know, of all time or anything. No, so, no. uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Don't, don't disrespect them. <laughs> I mean, who's their third option? Austin LeBron, Reeves. AD Reeves. Yeah. Reeves, Reeves is that guy now. Rui Hachimura. He's played, been playing well. Like halfway through the second quarter, they were like, he still hasn't missed a shot. He's five for five. And I was yeah. like, Hey, he's taking five shots. Cool. <laughs> great. Congratulations. Like when Russell they, is struggling though. Yeah. It's, it's not going great for him. Got called for a flagrant one early in the game when he smacked Jamal Murray in the face, trying to go for a block. You know, it, it was a flagrant. You hit him in the face. I uh, can't really get too upset about that. But yeah, they're gonna yeah they're gonna good. need they're gonna need more out of everybody on that team. That inc- that includes LeBron James, who you know I we keep I keep seeing these texts on the text line about how he struggled in the fourth quarter and how he he kept having the ball in his hands and taking ill advised shots. I mean, when you're a LeBron James, I don't really think anything's an ill advised shot. Yeah, well, he was like 0 of six from beyond the arc. And, you know, so at that point, you say maybe you want to drive the ball a little bit more. But, again, he's LeBron James. If you're 0 of 6, LeBron, you're almost thinking, like, I'm due. <laughs> you know, I've got to hit one yeah, at some point. I know I'm, I'm one of the best basketball players of all time. So, uh, yeah, you know. So, I mean, it did work out. Now, it, also, too, I want to say this, because I think it ultimately came down to a few missed threes by Anthony Davis. So he's got to knock those down because those are wide open. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously not his forte, but you know that's how that's what almost every one of these playoff games comes down to: all the competitiveness, and then you know make or miss game. Yeah, yeah, make or miss league. Well, make or miss. Speaking of make or miss, how do you think Boston's doing tonight, Buck? Well, I'm a little bit worried about it. Obviously, if they fall down uh, 2-0 and head back to Miami, I think they're the better team in this series. And, you know, I think it's going to be a, a tough series. Um, but they need to win tonight, obviously. Um, I, I, you know, I, Miami, I think, is, is a little bit disrespected, obviously, because of their seat, their own seating. Uh, but people forget that's basically the same roster that was the number one seed last year. So, I mean, yes, it's surprising that they, they've made this run because they had struggled all season long. But it, it, it was in, within them all along. And they, you know, had injuries they fought with all series long. I don't think they're going to, you know, all, all of the role players played really well in game one. And Jimmy, um, I, you know, I, don't, I doubt that's going to happen every game this series. So, I, th- I think Boston. It response. doesn't have to happen every game this series is the problem. It only has to happen three more times. Oh, well, yeah. Buck. I get 50% that. of the time. <laughs> Buck, I'm going to let you know, as a, as a team that just faced them, it won't. But but you're still going to lose. I don't know how, but it'll, it will it happens. No offense, Rico, but I, I think but the it Celtics happens. are a little built, built the, a little nah, better than the nah, Knicks. Nah, nah. <laughs> the, the Knicks beat the Celtics. The Knicks won the season series over the Celtics this season. Yeah, all right. So, obviously, the Knicks are better than the Celtics. That's <laughs> just right. science. This was I'm sorry, your, you don't have a Jalen Brunson. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take a Jalen Brown instead. Uh huh. Sure, you will. Never mind a Jason Tatum. Yeah, but you is his him. is his hand the swing factor in this series? Jalen. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it's he. I just want Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown both to be hot together. Like it's it's always <laughs> one or the other. It's just like man, if they both get going. They're almost un- they're going to be unstoppable. They would obviously. be. They were would they, be like, were they the highest scoring duo across the season in NBA history? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they and they were the only two uh, pair of teammates to be on the first and second team. They just choose night in and night out. They, who, you know, who, all right, whose game is it? Yours? Mine? I'll yeah. take this one. I'll take this one. You you take the time off. All right, we got you. That's usually what happens with Boston for yeah. whatever reason. Uh, they're going to need 
Who's who? Who guards Jimmy Butler? Um, were they switching off J- Tatum and and Brown and maybe throw Marcus Smart in there? Yeah, Jalen seems to get in foul trouble if he's guarding too close. So yeah, I mean they they were switching off. I don't know. Jimmy's a, Jimmy's a, also a guy that like, I mean obviously he's had the best playoff run this this playoffs, but he's a guy that can get eighteen points and then nobody puts any pressure on him. They're like, well, yeah. Oh yeah, he has eighteen. Cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if if Jason Tatum gets eighteen points, like well, he didn't do enough, and they need to shoot more. Yeah. If Jimmy gets, he'll have two, you know, two or three games this series. We'll just get scoring or twenty. He'll score, so be like, well, yeah, he doesn't have any help. Yeah, he'll score. <laughs> he'll score seventeen and grab like five boards and have like two assists, and people are just like, it was a good game from Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. He did really good. It's just like that he's in a, any sense. He's in a good spot. I don't know how he gets that favor, but because I, he's not a superstar. But every once in a while, he'll have a superstar game. Yeah. Everybody just goes, this is the Jimmy Butler we know. But then he plays like subpar, and they're just like, well, I mean, look at what, he has, a, go, look what yeah. he has around him. He, when he has a good game, he's got that dog in him. But you don't hear that about Jason Tatum. When Jason Tatum has a good game, it's like, oh, he's still soft. Oh, yeah, good job, Jason. You should be doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. He's one of the less criticized su- superstar. Yeah. Is Jimmy Butler a superstar? In the playoffs. <laughs> Not in the regular Playoff season. Jimmy is definitely a superstar. Yeah. Is regular season Jimmy a superstar or is he just a star? I think because yeah. there is a difference. I, I yeah. think Jimmy Butler would have to lean into being a superstar. You know, all the other guys seem like they accept it and they, they want it a little bit more. They're more, you know, upfront in the face of their team. We just don't think about the heat. And I think some of that is the fact that, you know, as high maintenance as Jimmy Butler was, you know, by the end of his time <laughs> in Chicago and Minnesota. He doesn't have that personality where he's always out in front. You know, he was there to get out of Minnesota. He was high profile in Philadelphia just because of that team and how it was constructed. But for all the success Miami's had in the last decade and a half, I think it's still an under the radar kind of NBA franchise. So when Jimmy Butler isn't going off for 40, I think most people don't even think about him. Well, damn. Sorry, Jimmy. Also, also, if you're on the in, in the middle of who you should cheer for here, remember, Jimmy Butler hates Fred Hoiberg. So if you're a Husker fan, true. you got to cheer for true. the Huskers. True. Although Celtics. I'm never going to cheer for Boston. <laughs> I do remember that. All right, up next, I think Strick's here. I'm not No, 100%. Strick is in Dallas. Strick is in Dallas. Is he, is he He's gonna, on the show. Okay, he'll be in. Maybe he'll stream in. I'm not sure. But we've got the crossover next, whether he shows up or not. We'll talk about whatever happens. Maybe we'll hit on a little bit more Daniel Kalen since some people who are just joining uh, probably missed out on that. If you haven't heard, the Bellevue West quarterback 2024 uh, recruit three-star who was committed to Missouri, decommitted earlier this hour from the University of Missouri, Daniel Kalen, back on the board for Nebraska. We'll see what happens in the next uh, couple of months, whatever recruiting cycle, whatever happens, happens. Daniel Kalen decommits from Missouri. We'll see what happens with Nebraska up next on the Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.